Being a real estate agent can be demanding. Being a mom, now that's even more challenging. Now being a mom in real estate, now that is hard. Mindset hit that I can create and make it what I want. 
um, things just started to turn and change. Um, I would constantly hear from very large team leaders, they avoided hiring women, especially women with kids, um, for reasons of, you know, they miss more work, they can't commit to a, a tight schedule in the morning for phone calling, they've got to take care of their kids, get them to school, get them back, and how are you I mean, we are now, you know, if you look at women in our industry, they're powerhouses. Mm -hmm. I mean, their production level is incredible. So uh, that was the biggest reason of starting that particular structure. So now it's a team of many moms, and we, you know, we get each other. We, um, there, you can cry together, you can laugh together, you can pray together, you can build each other up like nobody else can. And that was the reasoning behind that. As far as numbers go, I honestly thought I was getting into something that was going to be maybe five people strong mm -hmm. at the end of the day. We are 10 uh, women strong. Everybody is licensed on a team. And two are structured uh, employees. And then everybody else is a licensed aide who is just, you know, they, they all have their own schedules. Yes, there's accountability for team activities. Yes, there are things that they are um, held responsible for because of the large platforms we are running, but they do it on their own time frame. And I think that that helps a lot. I think that helps the success level a lot. What you're talking about really rings true with me because um, a lot of people have the philosophy, you know, you're supposed to leave your personal life at the door when you go to work, or you're supposed to uh, fill in the blank with all of these ridiculous things people say. And one of the, the philosophies that my husband and I have is your personal life is work life. It, it's life. Yeah. And um, I remember our um, Kristen Cantrell, who's our spider monkey headhunter. She's amazing. One of the things that she said to us when she was coming on staff is, you need to know my family is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And you need to honor my family. Because obviously she'd had the experience of not having that or worry about not honoring that. And that is like breathing for us to honor family, your personal life, your right. personality. When you support the people you're working around in their life, productivity goes through the roof. Exactly. It's not the opposite, exactly. which is the most ridiculous concept. Exactly. So and when production, sense. when there's trouble in production, I do a one-on-one -on -one with every single team member every single week, and it starts with them. Like That is the reason they are doing phenomenal or they are having a rough time. I mean, there's no other underlying reason for mm -hmm. those themselves. So we start there, and their their personal goals are incorporated in their vacation. Mm -hmm. Like, if they have to mark down, when are you going on vacation? What are you doing? Uh, how are you going to do it? Like, it, it's hand in hand, you know? And I found out the hard way. Just, I was a single mom and went into it full-fledged. And before I knew it, my kids were like, we hate real estate. Mm -hmm. We hate everything about real estate. And it wasn't that they hated real estate. They just hated mom being gone so much. And I started to incorporate our getaways into the business plan. Every so many weeks, we're just going to get away. Not going to tell you where. We're just going to go do something. And little by little, realizing that actually those goals are more important than any unit, volume, anything else that I could put on that piece of paper. Right. I couldn't yeah. agree more. I mean, I, I think it was I think I heard it from Dave Ramsey or a conference with Dave Ramsey. If you aren't addressing, like if you think of your life as a wheel, if you're ignoring certain parts of it, it's a broken wheel. Mm -hmm. It's a broken wheel. And I can't even understand how people can't see the truth and the, um, the health in addressing everything about the people around you who you love so that they are enriched right. and they can perform. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Love that mm -hmm. concept. So tell us about yours, Jenny. Okay. Well, we kind of came together organically, Kevin and I, been five, four or five years now, and he wanted a partner to help. Uh, he had a few agents on the team, and I, I wanted to move into leadership and out of production. And so we came together, and when we did, there were a few agents that kind of came and said, hey, we want to be a part of this. And that was magical. I had no idea how many people just want to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. And I think so many leaders think it's about the money. That's and it's awesome. not. It's yeah. not. People want to be a part of something. And so over the years, through failing and learning and you know doing some things right and some things not, we, we have, we're 16 strong now. We have an office in downtown Scottsdale, which is very different. It's a gallery office. We have art. And it's on the gallery walk. 
And our dream was to be able to provide opportunities for those people who don't want to be on the phone all day, that the customer service style agents that know a lot about the area and love relocation, we take the tourists, there's thousands that come by our door every single week. And it's just a different concept. And then Kevin runs the business to business side of, of S4. And they're actually at a conference today for human resource professionals that flew in from all over. And so he's there with a couple of the agents that are master networkers. And so we have attorneys, we work with seniors. Um, they call it the silver tsunami that's coming. I'm sure maybe you guys have heard of that, but the baby boomers are going to be needing to move. Mm -hmm. And so we work with people in that industry so that we can provide a one-stop shop for them when someone's mom dies and they're grieving yet her house needs to be emptied and things need to be sold. And so but that's resources. not your approach right there. What you're describing is not so different from Shivani's in that yeah. you're looking at the customer yeah. as a whole person yeah. mm -hmm. and how do you serve that person in not just buying or selling a house. That's I'm telling you that's the secret of secret sauce of success is when you care deeply about people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're both doing through your structure. I know you're the same way, like crazy people person right here. Mm -hmm. And so addressing those that that's I'm never gonna get sick of this business because there's so many different ways to serve clients well it or is. serve people well. Mm -hmm. And you're, what you're doing is so unique to from, or different from what maybe we're doing, but it's the same concept. You love on people, you serve their right. whole person, and what happens, the blessings come. Yes. I set the attempt right then. I do have emotions. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay, so my story is a little bit different. I was actually born and raised in Tucson. We started our, or I started in real estate in Tucson in 2004 um, due to a job relocation with my husband at the time. Well, he's still my husband. <laughs> but <laughs> he was relocating. <laughs> uh, we expanded to Phoenix in 2012. So I kept running business in Tucson and since uh, that I had built, we expanded to Phoenix. And then about two years after that, he decided I can't take the corporate life anymore. I want to come and join you in real estate. And he became my real estate partner. And um, from there, I had had a transaction coordinator um, on my own as well, probably much like you were doing as a solo agent. It's harder to do all the paperwork and do that type of volume. So we hired um, a full-time transaction coordinator for our team. We have now grown to seven, so including all of us, we have two full-time girls down in Tucson that are, serve as like our boots on the ground. Um, we kind of go back and forth when needed to service friends, family, past clients, all that good stuff. And then um, we have three full-time agents as well to support um, here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And we just expanded to the White Mountains because my parents actually moved from Tucson to the White Mountains and now my mom is my assistant in the White Mountains. So, I did not know that. Yes, so we serve three places now. So we do sort of inter-city, cross-city sales, which actually works out really great because we have a huge database of friends and family, and we love to be able to like get referrals from you know all the agents that we know, friends, family, people that may be looking for a second home. Maybe they're relocating from Tucson to Phoenix, and they want to work with one person for the both, both right. of the cities. So it's a little bit of a different model, but again, it is serving the whole customer and the whole experience. And because we know all three places and we genuinely you know, love people and wanna give them the best service, it's worked out well for us. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll never forget, Stephanie was telling me, she, she and her husband and Chuck and I are friends and we do stuff. It's fine. We are friends. And, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget, she was telling me, you know, I thought, you know, why move to Phoenix? What's an hour and a half drive down to Tucson? And, you know, and I was like, really? That's a lot. That's, a lot. That's, that's three hours. Do the math. That's a lot of driving. She's like, eh, how hard can it be? Okay. Just jump in with both feet. Right. Usually, and somehow we find the strategy that works. Right. 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 And then hire support along the way. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what you guys will notice from these ladies is there is yeah, we make money and we like money. It's fun to have money, but that is not the emphasis like you were saying. You you get into being a team leader for the purposes of increasing your income, you will most likely <laughs> fail. Struggle. You'll struggle for Correct. sure, yes. but you'll most likely ultimately fail. And you're not going to attract 
right? When Chuck and I started a team, it certainly wasn't for the money. It was organic, like ha what happens with you. We, we were leaving a brokerage that we were at, and two people said, well, can we be on your team? And we're like, we don't have a team. You know? <laughs> and we're broke, you know, and we're failures. Sure, come on, let's do it. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was through the loving on people and caring about their success right. and how are they advancing that created this explosion of success, certainly not the money. Right. It's the foundation of our everything. Come from a place of contribution and watch what happens. Right. You know, don't worry about what happens after you contribute. Just contribute wherever you can and watch what happens with that. Well, and several of our team members have actually joined us from the brand new baby stage, which is which is great because my husband has a background in um, leadership and management. He used to run a department store of 120 people. So he's really good at like training people and taking them under their wings. And now that he knows the ropes, he's very good at explaining, you know, the steps and the processes and letting people shadow. And um, if you come from a place of, all right, listen, we'll, we'll train you up. And the, it creates such a loyalty in your team members because they re recognize that you've poured a lot of time and effort and energy into them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our team members have been with us for several years. So so yeah. we've said all like the fluffy, nice stuff about running a team yeah. and <laughs> how we serve people and, and, and that's all true. But I don't want anybody to get the misunderstanding that there were no struggles or <laughs> no hardships or no obstacles or, you know, personally things that just went to crap and, you know, so I, I'm gonna ask if you guys would consider thinking about some of the struggles and some of the really difficult things, whether it be something that was happening, happening personally that of course affects the way that you can work or something within the process of running your business. Well, I wanna stick to the personally stuff because the team's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, for me it was just transitioning, so I don't do real estate anymore, and if you want to make a lot of money, just sell real estate. I mean, that's where the money is, is in the sales, and so many people have told me that, and for me it's not about that. I really, really, really want to develop people and help them, and so just letting go of a lot of times, yes, people only want me, they don't want me to give them you know, to right. somebody else, if they're going to use somebody else, they know somebody else, and so letting go of, um, of that, and then even, I'm still right now struggling a little bit because I spend some of my time still scheduling for clients, past client coffees, lunches, to keep in touch with them, but my days are getting fuller and fuller and fuller, and I've got to squeeze that out, but I love them, and I, mm -hmm. I don't want to. So it's just, it's just that part of me that wants to keep everybody happy and, and still maintain relationships with, with everybody. But it's a different, it's different time management when you're leading a larger team than when you're doing real estate. You know, that one of the things that you just said, my husband and I were talking about this morning, you know, we have so many agents and we love them, right? And I said, but you have to learn, and I'm preaching to myself, I'm preaching to him because we encourage each other this way. I wasn't ordering him around. I'm like, you have to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. No is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. Not everybody who requests time with you needs to have time with you. And oh, by the way, it's impossible. So when you talk about your days getting fuller and fuller, one of the things I know people struggle with is how do you decide, especially if you want to please people, mm -hmm. right? It's easier sometimes for personalities like Chuck and me because we're a little more direct, but there's some people who just want to please everybody to say no to things because it just doesn't make sense to hold on to everything. You can't do it. Right. And that's what you're struggling right. with, right? right. It's that right. voice. What, what can who, you let go of? Who do I say no to? Who? Yeah. yeah, it's that figure, figuring out what my role really is now and who, because it used to be, and I still have this, if I'm showing a house, I feel like I'm working. But when I'm here, I don't feel like I'm working. I, this is fun, yeah, right? Yes. But showing houses, writing contracts, listing homes, that's where I feel like I'm working. Mm -hmm. 
So it's been a really interesting transition that spending time, spending time talking to my agents and coaching them, that's working. Yeah, because why? How can it be? You enjoy it so much. It doesn't feel like work because I love it. So yeah, just that mindset shift. One of the things that sticks in my head is you have to get good at saying no to even good things so that you can say yes to great things. And that's, that helps me to look at things a little differently because I say no to good things now. They're good. Time with friends sometimes doesn't work out. That's good, but I have to do that sometimes to say yes to great things. Right. For sure. Right. And it's actually, it's about yourself mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? You're saying yes or no to something. It's about knowing yourself mm-hmm. and what yourself, what you need right now. Mm-hmm. I can relate to what you're saying because I can feel it like as you're talking about it. I can't relate to it at a personal level because I love being in the business right now. And mm-hmm. I get told all the time that you know your team is, is doing levels that at this point you should be stepping out more. And I'm like, according to what book? Yeah, according exactly. to yeah. who? Right. You know, like what, this is what I love to do. You don't understand, like managing people's portfolios and watching them grow and just the care. Mm-hmm. Um, I do run two LinkedIn platforms in my office but my team runs those. Mm-hmm. I still handle only the girl business. So those are your past clients. Those are your extended family members. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready to walk away from a couple of them. I'm not ready to walk away from that income level. I've worked very mm-hmm. hard to build that. That income level fuels a lot of my whys. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to tell yourself that. It's not you have a you have a level of things you want to accomplish. Well, in order for me to accomplish those, I need to accomplish a certain level of income to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be very true to myself with that. And that includes your three kids going through college, medical school, IT, you know, masters, and last one's getting ready for masters. And so things like that, just because that's something I wanted to get done. It's not something I read in a book that had to be done. Um, the second part of it is your happiness knowing that when I'm doing this, this, and this, I am at peace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm at peace when I'm with my clients. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that part of it. I also love the one-on-ones and helping my agents build and reach their goals. Every time they hit their goals, I automatically hit my goals in the sense of you feel so accomplished because you are mm-hmm. building and producing people. You're getting them to see themselves in a way they never saw I, Shalani says, according to what book? I think we need to remind ourselves about that. Yeah. <laughs> because especially women, I think especially women, we have all of these ideas about how we're supposed to be or how right. other people are supposed to be. When the truth of the matter is, is um, when you're working within your passion, like Jenny was talking about and Shivani was talking about, and I know you are too, extremely passionate about what you do, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like work. That's okay. Right, right. You know, you don't have to. Right. You don't have to go do the things that whatever, I don't know where, where people get all of these ideas, mm-hmm. right? According to what book, like right. you said that, you said that perfectly. Mm-hmm. But in this business, you're free to work within your passion. Right. We had tra- transaction right. coordinators on not too long ago, and they are passionate about paperwork, which God bless America for those Thank people. You for those it is what keeps us going. I don't know what I do without my transaction coordinators, right? So who is anyone to say that stepping out or staying in or doing, you know, according to a timeline makes any sense at all for a generalization? But we probably hit that level of understanding because we did fall miserably. Mm -hmm. We did step up and we did realize that I'm not going to do it that way because you think it should be done that way. I'm going to do it this way it really feels good it really fits my family well it really is great for me that's you know those failures I mean that's what builds up your success absolutely yeah I would say um, I struggle with transition sometimes I'm not that great at change so over the last couple of years you know whether it's transitioning my husband from the corporate world into real estate or transitioning from a brokerage that wasn't a good fit into a brokerage that's a great fit. Um, sometimes transition can be difficult and challenging for me just because it's the unknown and trying to juggle the unknown with the four kids and everything that they need and your friends and your family and everything that they deserve from you as well. So, um, but what I have learned is that if something just isn't feeling right to you or settling right in your soul and you're feeling drained on a daily basis, then that is something saying, okay, you need to make a change. And 
And that's scary and that's tough, but you have to like trust that what the change is going to be is going to hopefully bring better things to you. That's good. That's good because what I hear you saying is what, what actually what sparked in my mind is we're so busy. We're, there's so many activities going on at all times. You've got to have a little internal measure. Hey, and how, how, how am I doing? Right. Right. And then take the time to reflect and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. So many people just continually, you know, go on and, and keep feeling that bad way, miserable or stressed or whatever it is. Right. And never take the time to evaluate so you can figure it out and change it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I heard a new quote this week and everybody I say who loves it and it's, if the devil doesn't make you bad, he'll make you busy. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow that is good yeah and i'm like oh my god that is so true it's yeah. well i got it right away but talk about what that what that yeah, means to you what does that mean to you well like like if you're a good person right you're 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 you've got good morals good values you don't break the law foster parents but at the same time we're so busy that maybe we're ignoring things that need to be done or people who need to be taken care of or and so even though we're not sinning per se, we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, that so. convicts me. I'm going to tell you why that convicts me. Because I, it just occurred to me that being really, really, really busy is sometimes extremely selfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, or self or ego-driven. Because I know at times that I get so busy, right, mm-hmm. even if it's really productive, mm-hmm. And I get to the end of the day, and I'm like, oh, I just didn't get everything accomplished that needed to get done. And I have to stop myself and go, okay, you're not that important, Angela. You're, you're really not. <laughs> you know, you'll, you, you need to focus on what really needs to get done and stop thinking that all of these things are so important that you get done. And so that's a, that's a little bit of a, a wake-up call mm-hmm. to say, sometimes if you're really, really busy, maybe it's your own ego and your own selfishness mm-hmm. making you feel like that's you have to be that way to be important or you have to be that mm-hmm. way to be successful. And that's a distraction. Yeah. Devil uses distractions. Yeah. Right? That, that is good. Okay. I'm like convicted. It. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> One of the things that I heard from, um, from you, Jenny, is that you said, wow, I think, you know, I don't know what we were talking about. You said, oh, you know, those mornings when you just wish you could be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. When, you know, and t- tell us about what you, that really moved me when you said that. Tell us about that a little bit, especially in light of what happened with your daughter. Yeah, so I have two days, Monday and Tuesday, that are packed, and it's my team days. I coach, we have our team meeting, and I, I'm up and I'm out as soon as the kids leave for school. And um, last month, my daughter was at a park with some friends, and they were robbed at gunpoint, and not not just robbed at gunpoint where he held it at the three of them, but he held the gun to each girl's heads Mm -hmm. as he took their phones and felt them down to make sure they didn't have anything else on them. So it was pretty terrifying Mm -hmm. for her. And it happened on a Monday night. And so, and like, this is gonna sound really bad, but on Tuesday morning, I went to work. And it was one of those days where I was like, I wish I was a stay-at-home mom. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I should cancel my day because she was okay. Like, she, it was still summer break, and she wanted to go off and be with friends, and I think she was still in shock. Right. So she was okay, but I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was right? like, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't. I do. I take her somewhere. What do I do? So. Um, at the end of the day, we did need to let the water settle and let her kind of come out of the shock. And now she's having little anxiety attacks and we had the EMDR yesterday. And But it was just one of those days where I just wished I was a stay-at-home yeah. mom. Yeah, that is, that's hard. It's called mommy guilt. We talk about it all the yeah. time. <laughs> and we all, if we if we are in the right presence of mind, we know that we can't have that mommy guilt. Oh, Stephanie, you said something great in your survey. Uh, let me let me get it right. Something about um, you just can't get to cooking dinner. <laughs> this is not gonna happen. <laughs> for me, that made my heart so full because I was like, oh yes. man, it's okay not to cook dinner. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. I'm not cooking dinner. You know, just letting go of thinking that you have to do it all. 
the most important thing to me is actually having dinner with the kids. So if we have to go to a restaurant or if we have to get takeout because, but that makes us able to eat together and you know revisit each other's days a lot of times, that's more important mm-hmm. than the 30 minutes that I would have taken to prepare the meal mm-hmm. or shop for the meal or, you know, so it's okay. I've given myself that license to say, I, I'm just not going to cook dinner most days. It's probably just not going to happen. And Let's just be realistic and here. And your decision to go to work because you needed to and that was the right thing to do and your decision not to cook and all these decisions that we make, we're not worse moms for it. No, you know, no. it's just, it's, it's everybody's individual talents or time or preference or whatever it is and I don't think for one second that our kids don't think we're going to be there for them just because we went to work or mm-hmm. we didn't cook right. dinner, right? Yeah. Right. But it is hard not to feel that way. It is yeah. hard not to feel that I should be doing this or I should be doing mm-hmm. that or I wish I could do this on the, on this day. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, obviously not to diminish what stay-at-home moms do because they right. do a great thing too. <laughs> it's just, you know, not our path in life right They now. feel the same so, thing. Yes. They go, they say to themselves, maybe I should be working. Right. Maybe yeah. I should be showing an example to my kids right. of, of hard work and right you know and so it's just normal I think right but I yeah. did it both so I got to be a mom for almost yeah. 16 years yeah I raised my kiddos till they were 15 9 and 14 before mm-hmm. I went back to work yeah and that was again I would have rather been a full-time mom with them yeah. at the time and I did think that mm-hmm. I thought that many times I could be a much better um, partner if I was also earning money and you know um, just your level of contribution to all of that, but not realizing that I was given, um, I mean, not having enough gratitude for it at that moment, just because I was given the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. My mom and dad, they worked so hard when we were young. And I knew all along, like I knew, it didn't matter how many kids I had, I was going to be home mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. That mm-hmm. was more important than anything. Mm-hmm. So I tried that. I tried that for like a year. Mm-hmm. And I went nuts. Yeah, it's not for everybody. It's I wanted to take just like this business, right? And poke my eyeballs out of my head. That's what I wanted to do. That's how much I hated it. You must have been with toddlers. <laughs> I was. I only had one at the time. I only had one. Oh my gosh! I stayed there. I got my license when my third daughter was eight months old. So you know, we had we had three littles when I got my license, and I was like, how am I going to juggle all of this? But yeah. you know, if it's meant, if it's what your path is and right. passion and what you're supposed right. to be doing, things do fall into place. Yeah. And um, I, another thing about stay-at-home moms, I just wanted to just say that I have some stay-at-home moms that are an amazing support system for me too. Like, yeah. you know, my son's awesome. best friend, like, they, they will help in a pinch. Like, hey, can, do I need you to, you know, pick up your son from school and that type of thing. So that's awesome. that's a really great right. support system mm-hmm. to be able to have as well. So Well, I, I'm 100% sure that God put us all on this planet in our individual roles so that we can bless each other, yeah. right? And they're not the same roles, right? Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask, nope, I wanted to first bring up, we talked a lot about mindset. Yeah. I've had enough conversation with you, and I know you well. Mindset is so important, keeping a strong mindset. So give us a couple of your thoughts about what you do in your life to keep your mindset for Jenny or Stephanie, your mindset strong so that you can be the producer that you are. My routine is very disciplined, and that's the biggest reason. I just feel like when you fall out of your discipline habits, that's when you have the days that are just off. Mind you, you can wake up and do everything as you should be, and you'll still fall off the horse at 10 a.m., and it is what it is, and there's nothing wrong with grabbing your best tea at that point and going away and having cocktails at lunch. Like, mm-hmm. you have to do that. I, I think that's that everybody a. thinks you <laughs> <laughs> That is a.m., yes. Um,
Um, I've always got podcasts going, whether I'm in my car, whether I'm showering, whatever it is, there's always great messages going on in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think that those messages helped me personally on a personal level get to a point where I just realized no matter what comes your way, we really are one decision away from changing the outcome of the day. So things like that. And that, those affirmations in the morning, um, they also help you run your team in a different way. We have team rules where you're not going to come in and spend 20 minutes on what is wrong. You're going to get five seconds to tell me what is wrong. You're going to spend the next 20 minutes saying, now what? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to overturn this, to overcome this, to fix this? Because too much time, whether you're looking at media, radio, too much time yeah. is spent on rock throwing and the negative part of mm-hmm. it. We've got to start changing our daily views and go right to now what? Now right. what? A solution driven. It's done. Right. You're yeah. hurt. Now what? You know, so you. Uh, it's just that's mindset and heart set. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, mindset, I do the same thing. I think I'm pretty disciplined on a daily basis to get up and go to work and do the things that need to be done regardless of if I feel like doing it that day Mm -hmm. or not. However, I will say um, it is very, very important to, when you get to a point where you feel like I'm not being the best wife, mom, real estate agent, I'm not taking care of myself, maybe take a day, like you're saying, um, take the day off, take two days off, go away for a couple of days, recharge, whether that's by yourself or with your best friend. But it's really important to like, evaluate and self-reflect and say, why am I having such a hard time right now? Am I just burnt out? Am I tired? Do I really just like need like a good night's sleep or is there something bigger going on? So, um, but mindset, yeah, it's just getting up, being in the routine every single day. You know, we're successful in this business because we are disciplined and because we choose to go to work every single day and do the things that need to be done. Even when you and don't stay feel focused. Like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Jenny, how do you keep your mindset strong? So there's going to be a theme here, but <laughs> in my opinion, it's it's not only what you're doing, it's what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch TV, so usually my partner tells me when there's something big going on. I did know John McCain passed away. I just found out. I found out through the street sign. Oh, okay, I, didn't I saw know. that and I was like, wow. Um, so I get up in the morning and I, I'm a dog lover, so I walk my dogs and I'll listen to a podcast and. And um, then get the kids off to school. I listen to Audible in the car, so it's probably at least a book a week is what I listen to. And then at night I read again once we've wa- walked the dogs and put the kids to bed. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm an avid reader. I don't, I don't do gossip or don't do drama. And then a key thing as far as like keeping yourself from feeling frustrated a lot, it's a time management piece, and that is... If you're walking around frustrated in your days, a lot of times it's because you didn't schedule your values. So whatever's most important to you, if you're not doing that every day, you're gonna be mad. You're gonna be mad when you get your workout on you. You're gonna get be mad because you didn't spend time, like I hate the days where I have to be out by 7.38 because I do make breakfast and my kids' lunches because I didn't have that and I want to give them that. And so the days that I don't get to do that, I leave angry. Mm-hmm. Literally. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so we have to schedule our values every single day or we're going to walk around. Or if you are walking around frustrated, think about what did I, what did I not do today? Mm-hmm. What did I skip? Right. Mm-hmm. Did I skip my morning reading? Right. That's mm-hmm. so did true. Those it? of us who are disciplined, I, I wish I could unzip everyone and stuff this into them and zip it up and they just get it. It's not a curse to be disciplined, it's a blessing. When you put routine and you put thought and priority into your life, yeah, does it take a little bit to get habitual about that? It does, but the payoff is so enormous. Whatever that discipline looks like, the morning routine I believe is is the great, probably you all have a very similar morning routine, I do. And, and so all of these things that you guys are talking about, about discipline and routine and structuring your values, it seems like such a chore to someone who hasn't accomplished it yet. But to those of us who do apply that to our lives, 
it just opens up so mm-hmm. much blessing. It's so good. So I encourage people like get a routine, you know, get mm-hmm. disciplined. Well, mm-hmm. we all know people who are upset at the world mm-hmm. all the time. But I don't think we can say they're not disciplined. That's their discipline. Ah, uh, you choose your it's discipline. You're, you're getting you up. You're yeah. getting up every morning and going between socks and CNN. And then you want to know why you can't function after yeah. nine a.m. <laughs> yeah, so I can tell you why you can't function yeah. after nine a.m. You just got two Seven contradicting stories yeah. for about yeah. the same thing, and chances are neither one is true, and chances mm-hmm. are neither one is going to affect you if you don't let it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you allowed it to, right? And so, so I think that the best thing we can do for people is offer. Try this. You know what I mean? You're already doing it. You're doing it this way, and you're not getting the results you want. Now try it this way Mm -hmm. and see if you get the results you want. Because I think that even in failure, whatever you want to call it, there's a level of discipline. They just choose to do that every single day. Yeah, right. I guess it's choosing them. It's kind of like, are you scheduling your day, or is your day scheduling you? Same kind of concept. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. The reading and the input is 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 huge. Huge. You're when I get, yeah, yeah, when I get lazy a little bit sometimes, lazy minded, and I get off the reading or the podcast or whatever, it starts to slowly creep into your life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so so we have to reposition, get right. back to those things that right. fill you. Right. Right. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. talking too long. Hold on. I am. Oh, we <laughs> have some questions from the audience. Um, you guys are just fun to talk to. So it's been a little long. That's okay. This might be one of those days. <laughs> I think this is an interesting question. Do you think the skills it takes to strive to be a good mother are similar skills to what it takes to be a good team leader and coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know anybody who becomes a mother and doesn't have goals for their children when they're grown. I'm going to disagree on that one. Really? I know, I know several women who are killing it at work and bombing it at home right. with yeah. their kids. It's the opposite, though, was the question, if you're a good mother, are you a good team leader? Oh, the okay. The same. Right. Okay. So what do they mean by good? Because... What, what do you mean by good? <laughs> yeah, because I, have, I, have, I know moms, if you walk in their house, it's like, oh my God, like a tornado went through and it's not only clutter, it's dirt and mm-hmm. just like all that, which would drive me nuts. But the kids are happy. Right. And but bed. would they be a good team leader? <laughs> mm, probably not. No, because you got to have organizational right. skills, right? So I you can be goes, a great mom, but you got to have some It goes of back that. to what you're passionate about mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, the, the best moms that I know, that's, their passion, at least for right now in life, that's what they want to accomplish is try, is being the best mom that they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if this is a related thought, but it just jumped into my heart. I, I think that um, I know that I have a lot going on in my life with work and I mm-hmm. love it. I wouldn't want it any other way. It just, I do it with my best friend Chuck and it fills me up with joy. I know that's my passion and I make no apology for it. Right. But you know what? I think that the, the Lord has given me a little bit of wisdom is to surround my family with other nurturing women. Mm-hmm. April and, and my other family members and right. other friends right. and right. your daughter and, and mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm bringing in enough nurturing relationships right. so that they're, my kids are experiencing that as much as I can, even if I'm not always the one doing the nurturing. So right. this is, you're so building true. a tribe around your family, mm-hmm. not just a tribe at, at work. Yes, yes.
doesn't matter what business you're in, whether you're a role of a daughter, role of a team leader, role of a mom, role of a running a company, yep. you can use that, you know, to the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one more question. I'm going to do, do one more, so forgive me for all the others if you don't want to. Anyway, do you have any tips for helping people to be more disciplined? Time management. You get a calendar. You put it down, what you're going to do, and then you do it. And um, the number one thing that I think a lot of people in our business do wrong is they go straight to their phone and their computers, their email first. And you have to do what you want to do first and then take everybody else's balls. That's good advice. And Stephanie, you said something earlier about um, you just have to do things even if you don't feel like doing them sometimes. You do. You do. So, okay, I'm drained, I'm exhausted, but I know that I have this huge to-do list. I, it really helps me to actually like physically write down my to-do list. Mm-hmm. It's not the same effect to type it in your computer or you know text it on your phone. To literally write it down, pen to paper, write down what I need to do, what I need to accomplish. And it's a really good feeling to get everything crossed off it of is. that list. Yeah. So if you're struggling that day, go back to the basics. Go back to old school. Don't make it overly complicated. Make a list of what the things are that you need to accomplish in that day. But yeah, take care of yourself Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. My answer to that is connect with somebody who's doing business the way you want to be doing your business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because trying to invent the wheel again and again and again is ridiculous. So don't sit there at home trying to figure out what I need to do. Go connect with people who are already killing it or doing it exactly the way. Killing it might be 10 transactions a year. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Right now, whatever it is, go find that person, shadow them, get a little bit of mentorship from them, and then start to put those actions into play. Otherwise, I mean, to me, that was a huge help to be able to knock on doors, sit down and say, how are you doing that? It actually taught me a lot about what I never wanted to do. You know what I mean? I walked away going, I will never be this agent. Like, I will never be that agent. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I was actually going to kind of piggyback on that and say it is important to figure out what you feel is the best fit for you in this business. It might be working your your sphere of influence as a a producing agent. It might be farming. It might be being a transaction coordinator. It might be being a team leader. It's whatever whatever fills you up and whatever gives you energy. If your energy is being zapped at the end of the day, then chances are you're probably not in the right role Mm -hmm. for for what you're because yeah. so. it's self-discipline, mm-hmm. not gen-discipline, right. yeah. or yeah. body discipline. It is. Like, right. what we do with our days isn't necessarily what someone else should be doing with their exactly. day, right. but they need to know what they need to do in a day. Yeah, well, and, I, and don't be afraid to try and fail, because I've tried, you know, we've all tried yeah. um, some of the, this book tells you to do this, mm-hmm. this coaching yeah. tells yes. you to do, I've spent, you know, $1,500 a month on coaching that I was like, this not how I want to run my business. Okay, well, that was an expensive lesson, but now I know. (laughs) Now I know that my business is more relationship-focused, and there's nothing wrong with being more relationship-focused than, you know, going out there and having 15 dialers in a room. There's not there's not a right way or a wrong way. You can do it either way, but that's right. It's yeah. your way. It's your way. Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, the other thing that's with discipline is some people try to bite off everything at once. They do. It just take a, a step for you. They do. Get up yeah. at the top. Get up and say hi every morning. Yeah. Start there. Right. Yeah. And then you will start to You think that's that. simple until you start to do mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Well, and you're in a position, and I think so are we, being in the different brokerages we're in and our t- as team leaders, we see a lot of agents who find that in the last three years they've been with three different brokerages. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's not the brokerage. Mm-hmm. Chances right. are it's not the people running the brokerage. Chances are it has nothing to do with the brokerage you're going to next. Mm-hmm. You are just not learning to apply what needs to be applied, which is yourself, mm-hmm. to getting those duties done. Sure. Right. Because a great agent, they can be under any title, uh, under any franchise, they can be their own person. They are going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Nothing can hold them back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's too bad I picked such boring gaps. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick them. Kristen does that, and she's amazing at it. But I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with all three of you. If there's a bit of advice that you know in your heart, and we didn't get to everything that I wanted to get.
question. <laughs> but if you know there's a, uh, something in your heart for a piece of advice that you'd like to just leave our audience with, let's do that now. Okay. Although it was all advice. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the topic? Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um, just know yourself. Know yourself and be yourself and be proud of who you are and then do the things that you yourself need to do to be successful and get an accountability or per person, if you can't afford a coach, then get someone that's going to hold you accountable to doing the things that you say you need to do to be happy and successful. Yeah, that's good. I would say. Mine is also self-reflection. Start reading a lot. Start looking into the areas that you know you are weak in. We all have areas of weakness. We all need to build those up. And really focus heavily on removing every type of cancer from your life, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's in your home, whether it's in your tribe, whether it's at your office, whether it's wherever it is. Bentley, I know you're seven. Get out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. You I didn't there. quite mean that. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's adorable. <laughs> which is um, I think that the first several years I was in the business, I got into it because it was fun. And then sometimes things shift, the market shifts, it becomes less fun. So I really reflected on why am I doing this now? Why did I start doing this in the first place? I think that's really important mm -hmm. to, to sit down and write out why am I in this business? What are my goals for this business? What is my one-year goal? What is my three-year goal? What is my five-year goal? Where do I see myself moving towards? And then break that down into daily activities as far as if you don't have big enough sphere of influence, what are you going to do to expand your sphere of influence? And so get a coach and they can help you with, um, you know, kind of defining your why and then, and then moving forward from there. But I think that that's really crucial for people to know why they are in this business in the first mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and I would summarize all of what we've said today on two things. You have to be reflective and, and really honest with yourself about who you are, what your passions are, and then you need to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. You have to surround yourself with the right people to achieve great success. Well, so thank you all of you for coming today. It was You guys were fantastic and pretty and Absolutely, and I'll thank April Chadwick and Diane Gerdes again from the Mortgage Advantage for being our sponsor. And um, what is the topic next week? Fostering moms. Fostering moms. Oh, that'll be good. So stay tuned next week for Moms and Milkers. Thank you. Have a good day.